Boucher podcast coming your way. Episode number 456. Steve Schmee here and the Rickster Ricky V Rock. We have a special myth episode coming your way. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? And today's a real special episode. Uh, we're doing myths episode, but none of them have much to do with fitness, bodybuilding, or training. These are just popular myths episodes. And what Steve and I's perspective opinion is on each of them. You know, it's funny. A lot of you guys out there that listen to the show uh, become familiar with both Steve and mine's uh, sort of our personality, our opinions. Uh, you guys want to know what opinions we have on other things besides just steroids. You guys like to see what we think about interviews that are popular, what other people are saying. So this is just be a, a good episode so you guys can learn what Steve's and I opinions are on some of these uh, uh, myths, popular myths uh, that are out there. Uh, Myths, conspiracy theories, I guess you can you can call one call them at least the first one. Um, is that right, Steve? Yeah. What do you what do you think? Fun episode, yeah. Two? These are and the nice thing about these are lighthearted, they're not like it's not like you know, we're gonna get into like you know, religion or politics or anything on these. And you know, I hope you guys don't like take it, you know, that way at all because these aren't, these are just things that are out there. These are certain things that exist out there. And there's pictures of these things. There's videos of these things and there's sightings of these things. And, you know, we can make an argument on one side that they're missed and we can make an argument that they're, that they're real. So the first one we're going to talk about is the big one and that's UFOs. So the interesting thing about this one that I find fascinating is if you look at some of the old drawings from like long, long ago, like thousands of years ago, you would see human beings drawing pictures of people on the, on the ground. And then you'd see in the air pictures of these saucers, these flying saucers, and even beings in the flying saucers. So I find that fascinating how this, if it, it is a myth, then how could it something like this have been known about thousands of years ago because back in those days they didn't really understand there was nothing flying up there you know the only thing that was in the air were birds so i mean like how could they come up with with actually flying saucers and beings inside of flying saucers so how would they even know that because they didn't understand about planets and the universe and all this stuff so i think that was that's kind of fascinating it's almost like they knew that there were, or they were witnessing these phenomena of these flying objects in the air that had actual weird-looking beings on them. So I think that's fascinating. So, so let me let me let me touch base on this. You know, the universe is a big place. We know for a fact, based on meteors that have come from other places. For example, the meteor that came from Mars did have life on it. It had bacteria on it. So there is life on other planets. And it would be foolish to assume that we're the only planet in the universe that has life. So if there's another planet out there in a different solar system that's a certain distance from the sun, that gets a certain that has a certain rotation where it gets 
the, the temperatures are mild and moderate the way they are on earth. And there's plenty of water to sustain life. And it's not a crazy thing where it's 500 degrees or negative 500 degrees where it'd be impossible for living creatures to survive. And there's not like tornadoes and wind and, you know, thousand mile an hour wind and all this other stuff. Like we see on, on planets, other planets like Jupiter or Saturn or, or, um, you know, Neptune where it's really, really cold or on Mercury where it's really, really hot or on Venus where it's toxic to even breathe. So there's another planet similar to earth that has, you know, the, that's not toxic and that has a, you know, it's the perfect size and it's got the good weather and stuff. It'd be foolish to think that life can't survive there. So I think for sure, I mean, it's a hundred percent that there is life outside the earth somewhere. The question is, are those life forms visiting earth? Another theory too, could be that these flying out, flying saucers and stuff that we're seeing could be actually they could be underwater and it could be these beings that live deep, deep into the ocean. And they're the flying saucers that we're seeing travel underneath the oceans and they go above the ocean and they fly around sometimes could be that situation. So um, it's really, really uh, it's really an interesting debate on uh, if we think that they are actually visiting us. So Rick, you're a big UFO guy. Why don't you uh, tell the people what you think about that? Very interesting, very, very, very interesting situation, uh, the whole uh, UFO thing. Yeah, so um, look, uh, uh, Pentagon and, and the Air Force have already admitted that they've come across objects that are flying and they can't quite explain. Uh, a lot of uh, sightings have been going on for ages. There's old uh, carvings from different civilizations out there that actually make reference to uh beings coming in on on ships and and things like that so i mean are ufos real uh they've kind of have sort of have to be i think at this point uh it's it, there's the, the the evidence the 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 evidence is kind of sort of overwhelming i mean there's guys have come out uh talking about them being They've been working on alien technology for the government. There is government officials, uh, military officials that have come out and talked about their experiences with UFOs, real normal people. I mean, the, the evidence is so overwhelming. It'd be pretty hard to deny it. So are there beings that live in other planets or maybe other dimensions or maybe other dimensions or maybe uh, beings that live in our planet, maybe underwater, maybe, you know, deep in the earth, who, who really knows where they're really coming from or what they want, or what they're doing here. What, what, what could they possibly want? What could they possibly be doing here? Uh, if anything, they might just be observing and taking notes, looking at us or, or maybe watching us the way we would watch an anthill, stick a camera inside of an anthill just to see what's going on. Just, just curiosity. Look, we're humans. We're curious. We like to know how animals interact with each other, how, uh, you know, social groups are formed, uh, how 
how ant colonies are built, you know, termite. I mean, we like to see all these things as humans. So it's not beyond the scope of reality for some of these UFOs to be out here just studying human behavior and seeing what, what we're all about. Would they be coming down to enslave us and take our resources? Probably not. Probably, probably not. Uh, there's millions of billions of zillions of trillions of dollars of precious metals just floating around space inside of these asteroids. Probably much easier to, to mine an asteroid than to try to come down here and, and take on our military as rudimentary for them as it might be and try to take our minerals. Uh, they, there is, uh, you know, if they're traveling across galaxies to come here or, or, or traveling beyond the, the speed of light even to be able to get over here, uh, chances are they're able to terraform uh, another planet or moon pretty close to them. So if they're after maybe growing vegetable, growing some kind of produce that they eat or whatever, probably terraforming something nearby might be the better option than to bring a fleet over here to try to take over us and exterminate us. I mean, I just, I don't see us having any more value to a more, well, way more advanced civilization than ours, right? I don't see us having any more value to them than maybe just something to observe and look at. You know, oxygen they can make, um, terraform or green gases or anything to turn a planet into something inhabitable they can make. Shit, we can make oxygen, right? Uh, with machinery, we can. Uh, I mean, precious metals, uh, gold, uh, I mean, water. Water, they're, they're, you know, just fucking ice on a lot of uh, different planets and moons. It's just, it's just that, and you can make water. You know, you can make water by take. It's just, it's really the technology that, that a being that these beings would need to have to be able to travel across the stars has to be well beyond anything we have. And here on Earth, we can actually make oxygen, make water. We, we can do these things. So there's just no reason to come here and take any of that. As far as like slaves and stuff, look on Earth right now, we're worried that robots and AI are going to take over some jobs. There are robots, robot arms right now that can fry food. There are, you know, cars that are driving themselves. By the time we are actually able to make a spaceship that can go, that can travel beyond Pluto, you'd be damn fucking sure that trucks are going to be driving themselves. And when you walk into a fast food restaurant, there might not be a single human there at all. It might all be automated. Uh, AI taking care of you, frying your food and giving it to you. So at that point, what, what do you need to enslave humans for? There's just no reason, no incentive. I mean, nothing. You know what I mean? So I just don't, I, I think we're, we're just, uh, they're just curious about what we're doing here. Maybe a little bit worried that we're not going to uh, survive as a species if, if we continue to ruin our planet and, and the way we have. Definitely, uh, um, I, th I think, you know, UFOs have to, be, I mean, it's got to be real. These are beings that come from a place we don't know about, can't explain. Or maybe they're humans that are on a different uh, level of technology and, and are not interacting with us or whatever, you know, that they're there. There's been, there's just too much evidence, too many witnesses, too many videos, actual videos 
hundreds of them uh, from fighter jet cockpits videos. I mean, it, it's this shit is coming from reputable sources, guys. These are like Air Force um, pilots, uh, officers that are could endanger their career letting things out like this or talking about things like this, but they still are. I mean, they, UFOs are for real, but what their plans are for us or what they want for us, they're probably just subserving. I don't think they need anything from us. I mean, you could, you, they, they, you could mine an asteroid um, and get a ton of precious, valuable uh, metals uh, and you don't need to come to earth from, they don't need to come travel the way to earth from, for anything. They don't need our oxygen. They don't need our water. They don't, they don't need our metals and they definitely don't fucking need us for anything for shit. You know, definitely uh, they don't want to make us slaves. Look, humans don't even we, humans don't even need slaves anymore. Some of some plantations that, that needed slave labor to 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 be productive hundreds of years ago. Today, a single guy in a big ass tractor can take can, can do can do, you know, acres and acres and acres of farming in a tractor full of computers and robot robotic arms and sprayers and all this kind of stuff. It's just, we we've grown beyond really needing a, a slaves, at least in the, at least in the modern, in the modern world, we've grown beyond uh, these things. I don't, I, I don't see them coming over here for anything else than just research and, and benign uh, causes. I, I don't think uh, we're in any danger. Or we should be worried about any kind of invasions from the aliens. That's all I had to say about that. Next thing I want to talk about is Loch Ness monster. So, let me let me just explain this. Ninety-one percent of species in the ocean have yet to be classified, and more than eighty percent of our ocean is unmapped, unobserved, and unexplored. So, we know that there is over ten million species in the ocean that we haven't even discovered yet. All kinds of species, from fish to Anemones to crabs and, and crustaceans and plants and all kinds of shit in the ocean. So Loch Ness Monster is one that's interesting because it's been sighted in Scotland in a lake, which they call Lochs. And that lock is 750 feet deep. So it's realistic that it could house you know, a few dozen or maybe a hundred of these large dinosaur-like creatures that live underground and, you know, that feed on fish and, and stuff like that. It's, it's possible, you know, but here's the interesting thing. There's parts of the United States that haven't even been dis discovered yet and no human being has ever walked in. Uh, the Pacific Northwest, there's parts of the Pacific Northwest that are so dense, dense forests that no human has gone through. Africa, same thing. Um, there's parts of Africa that no modern human has, has walked in or traveled in. There's been some sightings in Africa of dinosaurs, believe it or not. And some of the local tribes have drew, drawn them and have said and claimed that they exist. Dinosaurs. And there's really no way to get in there into, into those parts of Africa for a human being to get through because you can't access it through a, by a boat. You can't access it 
by a helicopter because of a canopy. You can't access it by land because the forest is too, too dense. South America, same thing. There's parts of the, 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 the Amazon rainforest that no human beings have ever walked through. So there's all kinds of creatures and stuff that we don't know about. So is it plausible there could be like a dinosaur-like creature that lives, you know, in the ocean? Absolutely. And is there a chance that perhaps there's some underwater caves that it can, it can, re, it can get into the, uh, some, a big lake like Loch Ness? and actually be cited by humans you know it's it's possible for sure it's possible for sure so i think for you know i like i said there's so many different creatures that would look like aliens there'd be creatures that look like dinosaurs there's all kinds of different creatures on this planet that we haven't discovered yet and we will not discover in our lifetime so absolutely i think it's plausible that you have a large lizard-like underwater creature that people may have witnessed that that could definitely live in large deep lakes or in the ocean and and you gotta remember the ocean is extremely deep i mean there's parts of the ocean that are twelve thousand feet deep and uh twelve thousand feet in miles uh twelve thousand feet in miles let me let me let me, let me tell you how, how many miles that is that comes out to two two and a quarter miles so can you imagine that two and a half, two and a quarter mile deep, um, there's could be all kinds of creatures living at the bottom of the ocean that we have yet to even uh, find. You, you hear stories all the time about planes crashing in the ocean and boats sinking and they can't find them. They can't find the boats. Even in, in, in uh, the Great Lakes, there's been boats that have sunk, sunk over the years in the Great Lakes and they've been un unable to find them because the lakes, the Great Lakes are so deep. Um, so, um, let me see how deep the Great Lakes are. Great Lakes, let's see here what it says. Uh, maximum depth of the lakes is 700 feet, while the average depth is 195 feet. So, you know, there's all kinds of, all kinds of things that live in the ocean for sure. What do you think, Ray? When it comes to Loch Ness, I don't really believe this one. Look, anything's possible right anything's possible out there in the wild world but the wild world of the unknown but i just don't quite believe this one um first of all Loch ness, Loch ness is a is a freshwater lake it's in order for it to have a really large large animal it would have to have a ton of food like for example a, a humpback whale and i looked this up as steve was speaking needs about 5500 pounds of fish a day a, a blue whale needs something like 8,000 pounds, pounds of, of fish, crustaceans, krill a day it can, it, can, it can eat. I mean, large animals have large appetites. And from some documentaries I've seen and from some things I've read, um, the, the amount of fish needed for this animal to survive, it's just, it's just a lot. And now think about this. Is this a huge animal with a long neck, with a mouth and teeth, that's going around chasing freshwater fish and eating them one at a time. Cause look, whales, they, they've got, they'll take in a big gulp of uh, of krill or another school of fish and they'll engulf hundreds and hundreds of pounds of food in one shot. And one, one, one gulp a blue whale humpback whale can do. When you talk about an orca, 
orcas are way smaller and they're around chasing seals. Some of them will eat shark livers, um, tunas. I mean, they're hot. What, what do you, I can't imagine just a huge dinosaur sized animal with teeth swimming around chasing pike, chasing, you know, freshwater salmon. I mean, chasing, uh, you know, chasing minnows, chasing eels around. And how many would it have to catch in a day to, to eat, you know, to, to, to have, I mean, to, to eat it. it. The only possibility for there to be a huge dinosaur size animal Loch Ness is it would have to be a vegetarian. Like it would have to be a vegetarian, like, uh, like the, the iguanas in the Galapagos islands. It'd have to be a huge vegetable eating, maybe dinosaur lizard like animal um, maybe not warm blooded, might be cold blooded at that point. Who knows? But unless this thing is a is a freaking vegetarian and can just munch on vegetation all day without being bothered, nah, dude. Big dinosaur sized animal, uh, uh, chasing uh, sea trout and and brown trout and and uh, you know eels around, eating them one at a time. To, to, to get 5,000, 6,000 pounds of food, it just, it's not going to happen. Other large animals that we know that could be that size or, or, or the largest animals uh, in the, the, that are water going that we have now, whales, their technique for getting as much food as they need is they engulf large schools of fish or krill. They don't chase single fish around. Single, even orcas, they go after huge fish. The, the largest fish, and I looked this up, ever caught in in the in the lock in the Loch Ness Lake was less than three feet long. Less than three feet long was the largest fish, seven kilograms, the largest fish ever caught in Loch Ness. How, how, you know how many of these? And look, and an animal with teeth does is not going to engulf a a, a a school of fish. Orcas don't don't engulf whole schools of fish. It just it doesn't it doesn't work out at least not from any of the at least we can't reference it back to any of the animals we have today. So it would the only way Loch Ness could exist is if it was a a vegetable eating animal, and the only vegetable eating lizards that we kind of really know about that can get large like that, like iguanas, they're cold blooded, and that's the other problem. It's that. Um, in the Galapagos, the average water temperature is 21 and a half Celsius. That's the average water temperature year round. In Loch Ness, the actual, the, the average water temperature in Loch Ness is below 10 Celsius. So Loch Ness would seem to be way too cold for a cold-blooded animal to live in, especially that size. And I mean, the animal would need to be on the beach during the times of the day where the sun comes out to get some sun to warm itself up itself up a little bit the way croc crocodiles have to do. So we would see the animal beach somewhere. But for the animal to be a huge cold-blooded animal that's submerged in water uh, or in you know water that's under 10 degrees Celsius doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It would have to be a warm-blooded, it would have to be a warm-blooded vegetable eating dinosaurs dinosaur sized animal right. you know what i mean 
It would. It would. Yeah. It would. So all these things just and the, the the lake is too small. It's just all these things really don't point to it being to it to it being a possible. You know, to it if if Loch Ness monster was real and it was a, a meat eater. It would need to be in the ocean chasing orcas down, eating orcas, eating, eating, eating humpback whales, eating blue whales, you know, in order to, to survive. It wouldn't be able to be at this tiny lake with, with fish that are less than three feet long. It's just kind of my opinion, unless this is just some unique animal that's nothing like anything we'd see in nature right now. And look, one of the reasons dinosaurs or dinosaurs or the large size animals are no longer on earth is because the earth is cooler now than it was when dinosaurs were around. So I don't know. I just don't, I just don't, it would have to be an animal that is unlike anything, unlike anything that we see alive in the animal kingdom today. That's just my opinion on Loch Ness. All right. So next one we're going to talk about is Sasquatch, AKA Bigfoot, AKA Yeti, AKA Alma. There's many different, names i'm not sure the south american version what they call it in south america you know it's um maybe look that uh, up we don't, we, don't, we don't yeah we don't, we don't have that anywhere in south america that i could think of but it's i don't know bro i think i think in the andes right mountains yeah in the andes mountains i think there is one uh, i forgot what it's called though so you know on different continents you know they have different names but what we know about bigfoot Based on some of the, uh, there was a, a story in Washington state where they had a cabin and their cabin was broke into, food was stolen. They assumed it was a bear. There were some hair that were found by uh, some kids and they took the hair and they analyzed the hair. And this is what they came up with. They actually came up with it not being a bear, it not being a deer, no known animal that exists in the area. But they said it closely resembled some type of primate. Uh, species and they they said the dna was close to human and also close to a couple of the primates like the uh, gorilla chimpanzee etc so this creature is apparently you know some type of primate it's uh some type of uh large primate it's very shy it's very intelligent it's not like a bear that's gonna just walk up to a trash can, open up a trash can and get food out of. It's very skittish and it knows to stay away from humans. So another th theory behind it is they're also nocturnal. So they only come out at night. So if that's the case, they, you know, they would obviously be much harder to locate. And because, you know, what I talked about earlier, because in places like the Pacific Northwest where they are uh, most common, and there's also been sightings um, in Florida in the Everglades, and they call it in Florida, they call it the skunk ape. So there's also been sightings in other states across the country that have a lot of woods and a lot of areas for them to hide. So, um, you know, I think I think that I'm 99% sure that Bigfoot Sasquatch is a real thing. It is some type of primate. And I think that they are very, very shy and there's not many of them. They're very, very endangered. So Washington state is the only state that I could find that actually has the, a law banning uh, the shooting of a, of a Bigfoot. So you should see other states, other states really need to do it because there's not many of these out there and there's a good chance that they could go extinct as we continue to, you know, uh, expand and grow. 
uh, pot population, but since they are in, in, and they like to be in remote areas, um, that's kind of a good thing that would give them a, an ability to stay around longer, I think. Rick, what are your thoughts on this one? All right, so I'm not a big uh, uh, Yeti uh, connoisseur. Uh, I don't know too much about it, but I know that there aren't any good, really reliable pictures of a Yeti. I know we don't have any real, um, um, any real, real, real uh, proof of it besides some people, uh, some people's uh, anecdotal uh, evidence. Now, I did find a study. Uh, it's a 2014 study, so it's, it's fairly recent. There's a... Uh, is in the Royal Society uh, publishing. Uh, genetic analysis of hair samples attributed to Jetty, Bigfoot, and other anomalous primates. Um, they uh, received hair samples from around the world uh, to try to determine uh, if any of these came from a Jetty. Hair samples that were known or determined to maybe be a Jetty, possible Sasquatch. And the results were that with the exception of two samples would yield it, which yielded no uh, DNA, uh, uh, no usable DNA, the other 20, because they had about 22 hair samples, all showed that they came from some sort of animal that we know, some mammalian species that's already known to man, often domesticated animals. So I'd, I'd have to look for the study that you're talking about. I hadn't heard about it before prior to this podcast. Because I've been, I've kept my ear out, hoping someday we'll find a piece of hair or something that'll be from some kind of primate that we don't know what it is. And I hadn't seen it until you mentioned it on the, on the show today. Everything I've seen before, everything that's been done for Sasquatch doesn't reveal that there is anything. Look, when you have dozens, at this point, dozens of cockpit videos from jet fighters that are looking at or watching ufos do amazing things in the air that can't be done that's pretty solid but we don't have any one video like that a real one for a sasquatch there's some videos of like a there are videos of guys walking around in monkey suits like those things are everywhere but most of those have been really debunked because you could see the structure and how humans move but like so I just don't see the same kind of evidence. I think Sasquatch is, is trash. It's not real. Um, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see any, any huge primates uh, living in, you know, living in the mountains uh, or living in isolation and just not wanting to come out. I just don't, I don't, I don't quite see it. Yeah. And there is one in South America. Um, it's uh, Strait of Magellan has them and also Chile and Argentina mountains of the Andes. So they do. You got to remember the gorilla wasn't discovered, bro, uh, for uh, until, you know, gorillas weren't discovered at all um, until recently. You know, you can look that up. Um, let me see here. When were the gorilla? Maybe, maybe, well, maybe, maybe by white people, but all of those tribes in Africa from the be from the beginning of time, yeah. they always knew gorillas were there. But I mean, if you ask people in Tibet, like up in the mountains and the Buddhists and stuff, they'll say, yeah, Yeti exists. So they're like, yeah, it exists. But like, oh, white people, 
you know, the whatever say, oh, it doesn't exist as a myth. Well, the same thing with a gorilla. They used to think gorilla was a myth. And then it was actually it was first. The first person was a uh, dude, 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 you know? dude, gorillas, gorillas have been humans have known about gorillas since before Shaka Sulu. I mean, be like 1902 was, was when it was first discovered by a German by white people. Yeah, German, yeah. But, but but the Africans knew gorillas were there all along. Well, that's my point. But if you, I actually look South America, the Mayans actually had pictures of of this creature. Uh, I mean, not the Mayans, the other the natives um, in South America. They had pictures of them. They they married the Native Americans in the United States, in Canada. They had pictures of of these creatures. You know, uh, from hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So, you see, what I'm saying. So, one one of the other things you got to remember is this: when you have when you have animals like this, uh, primates, the, uh, for the most part, primates are social animals. Uh, it's very rare, extremely rare to find a primates that are not in a social group. Um, I, off the top of my head, I can't even think of any either monkeys or, or great apes that, that just, just kind of hang out by themselves. So th- there would have to be a whole uh, society of, of, of primates, youngsters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's groups ones. of them. Yeah, there yeah, are. they would have to be groups, groups of them. But it, it always seems like sightings are just a single one, just one. That's no, no. There's play that. No, I've seen plenty of sightings where there's been 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 a bunch, like a family of them. I've seen sightings when there's been two adults and like three, four kids. So they, they those sightings are on there too. But the ones maybe I think there's one adult. Maybe he's out hunting. Maybe it's the the male. Or the female out hunting. Well, well, you know, you know? Uh, well, for, for the most part, uh, uh, primates are are veg- uh, vegetarians. Some of them, like like gorillas and chimp- chimpanzees, especially, will hunt and kill and eat uh, smaller monkeys and, and some smaller animals here and there. But for the most part, they're all vegetarian. Yeah, the only the only the gorillas the gorillas yeah. eat, eat other monkeys too sometimes, or is that just yeah. or is that just uh, uh, chimpanzees? That will, that I don't will know, but I mean, there's been some sightings of these creatures that have attacked people, like ran after people. And to me, that's not that they're trying to eat people. It's that they're very territorial. They're like, get the fuck out of my territory. And that's been there was an attack in Russia years ago where there were campers and they basically found them dead. And they couldn't figure out what killed them. It was some type of blunt force. It was something went in there that was very, very strong and basically beat the shit out of them and killed them. You heard, you heard that story? No, it happened I have in not, Russia. I have not. Yeah, I'm going to have to, you're going to have to Google that one. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, they never found out what happened to those campers. A bunch of campers, it was like 10, 12 campers, and they were all found uh, dead. And they were bodies were scattered. Some of them were basically ripped apart. So it was some type of creature that went in there and just mutilated them, like through blunt force. Very, very weird. Very weird story. Yeah. So maybe it was a big tribe of them that was like, we don't want you in our territory. They went in there and just killed all the campers. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to, you know, look that, look that one up. Um, let's see, campers, Russia killed. It's called, yeah, here we go. It's the Di- Diet Lav Group it was an event in which nine Russian hikers died in northern Ural Mountains between 
1 and 2 February 1959 in uncertain circumstances. There was something that caused them to flee their tents and they were found dead. And it was just from Bloom Forest. So you have to read about that one. Physical trauma. Uh, and then six had died from hypothermia and three had been killed by physical trauma. One victim had major skull damage. Two had severe chest trauma. Another had a small crack in the skull. Uh, four of the bodies were found lying, running in running water in the creek, and three of these had soft tissue damage from the head uh, of the head and face. Two of the bodies were missing their eyes. One was missing its tongue. One was missing its eyebrows. So that could have been a interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting. that could have been a group of Sasquatch that went in there and just killed them all. And they tried fleeing and they weren't able to. Well, it, you know, seems, it seemed it would seem if this if this was an ape that it's still out there and it's kind of a great ape that's out there is unknown. It would be the great ape with the widest and largest um, land spread in the world because it's very. Well, I mean, I, I view it as, you know, they, they they moved around like humans did over time and they ended up in different continents and they. Like, you know, because they're so hairy, they're able to live up, up in cold climates, up in the mountains where it's there. And they've, they kind of evolved to be very shy and not as social as the as other primates. You know, could be could be that their yeah. eyesight would have to be incredible, too, in order to to be able to see you before you see them. Well, um, like I said, uh, some people, a lot of people believe they're nocturnal. So their eyesight would have to be really good to be nocturnal. So that could be something where they evolved to be more uh, nocturnal primates. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a possibility, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I fully, uh, if I'm fully on board with this one. You know, you should, you should edit, be the editor for skeptic magazine. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I want to, if I'm going to talk about things, uh, hope, uh, hopefully uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, I could talk about things I believe in, not things I, I'm not in believing. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm right. so much an skeptic. I think a lot of things are possible, but I, I like to see some of the evidence and shit's got to, shit's got to make sense. You know what I mean? Like right. there's got to be some correlation to things. Like, like I was just saying Loch Ness monster, like what the fuck does he eat? You know, with, with big ass dinosaurs <laughs> chasing. Well, chasing well, like I said, well, like around. I told you the theory is there's underground, um, like the Loch, Loch Ness is so deep. There's underground caves that it can go through through the cave and so then go it's got to be a warm blood so it's got to be a warm-blooded animal so then so then so then nessie would have to be warm-blooded to be that large be in in water in a cave with away from the sun because every other no no, no it uses uh, the, the cave to go into the ocean it uses the cave to go into the ocean like it goes uh, into a bigger ocean you see what i'm saying it goes yes it could it, yeah it goes in and out yep that's that's uh interesting thing so let's talk about the next one though so which is yeah, go ahead. So it would have to be kind of be breeding on, on the lake or doing some kind of something on the lake and then going out into the ocean to, to live and eat. Like salmon, yeah, yeah. salmon live in the ocean all year and then they 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 go up the stream uh to spawn. You know, they, they live in the ocean, yeah. but then they, they go up fresh water to spawn. So exactly. Salagnes would be going through 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 underwater tunnels into the lake, maybe spawning, maybe doing something, maybe uh, having babies, who fucking knows, laying eggs, who knows, and then coming back into the ocean to, to, to feed. Is that is that kind of your uh, your theory? Yeah, that's that's what I've read. Yeah, that's what I've read. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. So let's get into yep. Let's get into the next one. Witches. So witches. Uh, this is something that you're into a lot. But um, there are people out there um, in our communities who basically are witches, and they sit around and they put spells on people, and they do call all kinds of stuff. So talk right, about Wiccans. Talk about you talk. You talk about. You talk about Wiccans. Wiccans. Well, you, 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 this is your topic, so why don't you talk about this one? I don't know much about witches. Go ahead. Um, well, my, my father, there's a saying in Spanish about witches that my father heard from his, from his mother and my grandmother heard from her mother who heard it from her mother. And the saying goes like, um, don't believe in witches, but there are there sure as hell are some out there. Like there's some out there, just don't believe in it. It's kind of the same goes. Look, I don't believe that the supernatural world exists. I really don't. I'm I'm 40, about to be 42 this year. I've never seen shit. I don't I haven't seen a fucking thing that couldn't be explained. I have never heard a noise or seen a shadow or been across anything that couldn't be explained. There were a lot of situations that I could have built up in my head to be bigger stories than they really were. But when I really came down to it, reality, the supernatural world does not fucking exist. If there were such things as witches and hex and spells, um, shit, some of these really hated figures in public society, like Trump, like, you know, like Putin, like some of these people that, that are G, some of these people that I hated, um, they would just, you know, they would just get witchcraft put on them. Like it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a thing that you could possibly rely on. And it's fucking not, it's just, uh, witches, uh, and psychics, which is our next, our next topic. Uh, they're just, to be fair, there are some people out there who believe they're witches. There's a whole wicking thing going on where the Wiccans and they do this ritual and that ritual and they believe they're witches. There's definitely people out there who believe they got superpowers. They killed Could ninety. Be... They killed ninety thousand people who they accused of being witches in uh, three hundred years in the in the, in the in Europe. I believe it. Salem too. Yeah. Uh, in the U.S., there were some people being killed over over being yes. you know, accused of being. So I mean, they accuse them of being witches. Hence, there are witches. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Okay, so I could settle this. Okay, there are witches, but the supernatural world, world doesn't exist, and nobody has superpowers. Well, how do you know that? Because here's the thing, like, if you let, let's say you want to, let's say there's a, a woman out there because we always think, you know, women as witches, right? Even though men can be witches, but let's use a woman example. Let's say she really, really likes you, Rick. And she sits around and she does her spells to make you like her. And, and then like you end up falling in love with her and you end up, you know, marrying her. Is that not witchcraft? No, that's cool. That's called good pussy. That's not witchcraft. No, that's but cool. I mean, like, you good, good head. She, in- pro- she probably she probably had good head, good pussy. She she she's she's good conversation. Like yeah, but you listen. you weren't into her before, but then she kind of she you know she kind of got the spell going and whatever you want to call it, whether it be like a meditation, a prayer, anything. Like please let you know, like Ricky V Rock fall in love with me let him want to be with me and stuff like that. And in, 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 you know, lighting the little thing or whatever. And then you end up, you end up falling in love with her. Well, if, if, 
I don't think that that's ever happened to me. I don't think anybody's ever tried that. Um, listen, when I say that there are no witches, I've been around it. Like I've been around Santeria growing up in New York. There's a huge Puerto Rican community that believe in Santeria and Santos and all of that stuff. I've been around it. I've been, dude, I've paid uh, what I thought were witches and sidekicks as a younger man to see if I could get some clarity in the world when I was trying to make my way in the world. I've been, dude, none of, all that shit is garbage, bro. Brujeria, brujeria. It's trash. I read, bro, for for voodoo to work, the way that they see voodoo works, you have to drink something. Like, they have to give you a fucking something to to make you drink, uh, to make you go crazy, or make you do something. And then, you know, I I believe in some of that. I believe in the witchcraft when the witch mixes uh, something like scopolamine with shrooms, or, or, you know, or, or blowfish or puffer fish, uh, you know, poison and, and it gets fed to you. And then you become a, 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 like a zombie corpse where you like can't fucking move, but you're still alive and you're paralyzed. Like these things I kind of sort of can maybe get behind. I could get behind, you know, a, a witch doctor giving you ayahuasca and then you find your spirit animal and you go into the spirit world because of a fucking crazy ass DMT trip off of the ayahuasca. Like I could see some of that shit okay yeah but actual like like i'm in my office or my my house somewhere and some 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 lady or some dude is is got a picture of me and they're doing enchantments and sing songs and shit in in the distance miles away and it's gonna affect my life somehow if that was real then every political figure in the world that would that people have been trying to get rid of would have been gotten rid of already you know there would have there would have been some some puerto rican lady in and why would were all kinds of witchcraft power that would have would have killed a, you know, a government official she dislikes. Like this shit is just not fucking real, bro. It's not. And I've been to so it. It's... Like I've been. I had a friend, somebody I really respected, and who 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 went to a psychic, and he told me she was fucking incredible. She was great. She was awesome. I should go. This is a, this guy was older than me, right? The psychic starts fishing and starts saying things. And then as you react, she knows if she's if she is right or wrong. And then she'll keep following that. Note. So when so, so when I went to psychics, which I've done it a couple of times, she's just just for entertainment purposes. I, I like I like I like clasp my hands in between my legs. I shut the fuck up and I put the best poker face I can. And when she starts mouthing off shit and, and you know, I, ju- I just stay real still. and I don't say anything. I don't give her a response. And then she'll she'll start asking me. Is that how it is? Or is that what's going on? I'd be like, well, I came here hoping you would tell me what's going on. Yeah. And none of them have ever been able to hit on anything, bro. And it's funny because I had like like family members and, and friends, people I respect. I, I want to meet a real a real witch. It looks and if witchcraft was real. I'd be deep in it. This would be the black magic podcast. Not the fucking not the evolutionary steroid podcast. This would be this would be the black magic. How to live a great life. And build a world around yourself using witchcraft, okay? And and fucking, you know, and, and cutting goats and chickens' heads off and smoking cigars, which is what, you know, Santeria and Buddha does. They build a great life through doing this and that. It has to be the cop, but it doesn't fucking exist. Been through it. Try to do it. Try to, you know, look at it. See it. It's not fucking real. You go to a psychic. Any of you guys that believe in psychic, psychics? Go to a psychic you don't have a relationship with because the one that knows you already, you've been fucking giving your money to, she knows all your shit. But the one doesn't fucking know you. And you just sit there, shut the fuck up, put on your best poker face. Doesn't matter what she says, don't say, uh-huh, 
Well, don't say, uh, don't say nothing. No, uh's, no, uh's, no, uh, no looks, no nothing. Poker face that shit. And she will get everything wrong about absolutely everything. You might tell her your age, date of birth, whatever. If she asks, are you married? I'm like, well, you tell me how, how that's what, what, what's going on with my emotional situation. I was hoping you, I was hoping you tell me what's going on with my emotional situation. Look, there was a there was a lady that used to go on the Montel show. I think she, her last name was Brown or something. Sidekick Brown. She used to be on the Montel, I think Montel Williams show back in the day. One time she was asked about a missing persons case. Sylvia Brown. Yeah. yeah. And she said the girl was dead. Years it was and years the girl later, that got abducted in uh, Cleveland by that guy. Years and years later. Yeah. Years and years later, the girl she said that she was dead. And then yeah. years and years later, she was the one that they, uh, they, they found, found. her. Yeah. And she said she, she was, she was watching the TV show. Like she could overhear. She did the, the, of her saying that she was dead. Like, come yeah, on, yeah. Like, yeah, that lady. See, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ninety nine percent of these psychics are are fucking fraudsters. They're not real. They give the real psychics a bad name. If you find a real psychic. That is a real psychic isn't going to be able to sit next, sit down with you like that and like read you and like tell you your future and tell you about yourself and stuff. That's not just that's not how psychic being a psychic works. Because I have, you know, it runs in my family. One of my cousins is actually one of the top psychics in the world. And he's been on TV shows and all kinds of shit. I don't really follow the guy. I mean, he could be a froster. I have no fucking clue. But I'm just telling you, like, I've had psychic, I've had psychic visions. I've had psychic visions on major events. I've had psychic visions with work. I've had psychic visions with, with you know, my own uh, future. I've had premonitions of what's going to happen. I've had these really intense dreams that have come true. So there is an ability to be psychic, but it's not like it's not a black and white thing where you can just say, I can sit down with you, Rick, and just read you and tell you you're going to meet some girl in five years from now. She's going to be, you know, from this country. You're going to meet her in this place. I, I can't do that. But I might have a dream of you meeting a girl or something and that may give me a premonition of what's going to happen. You see what I'm saying? So there is something in our brains that allow us to kind of predict the future. It's just a matter of some people are really good at it and some people aren't. So, but yeah, 99% of these psychics, I would even, I would, I would disagree with you on going to see a psychic. I won't even go because what they're going to do is they'll, they'll, a lot of these psychics, what they'll try to do is they'll try to scare you. They'll try to scare you into seeing them again. They'll try to scare you into removing a hex that was put on you by someone. Oh, I need $1,000 to remove the hex, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of these people are, that's what they'll do. So I wouldn't even go see a psychic. Like these psychics that advertise that they're psychics and all that stuff, they're, they're not. Like a real psychic wouldn't be able to have you pay them money and be able to, to tell you stuff. That's not how it works. It's not something that you can just control. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's something, but you, we've seen psychics. Um, I've seen stories of people having visions and dreams about, about certain crimes and they went to the police and they said, look, you know, I think I know 
about this crime. I can tell you where it took place. I can tell you where the body is. I had a vision and all this stuff. And the police listened to them and the police was, were able to use that information to find the missing body or solve the crime. So it absolutely is something, it's a phenomenon that exists, but it's not something that everyone is going to be able to do, number one. And number two, you have to kind of, you have to hone your craft and, and try to figure out I've heard, you know, I've heard stories. Do. I've heard stories of I've heard I've definitely look coming from South America. I've definitely heard some crazy witch stories. I just ain't never seen any or I never really seen any of that. And, and look, and then something like Santeria um, in the U.S., it's a big monetary structure. You know, these guys trade a lot of money. You know, the top guys get paid to help the the, the, the bottom guys come along. And uh, it's it's a lot of it is, is is money oriented, like every religion, I guess. So, I mean, I've heard stories, too, Steve, many of them. I've uh, I've heard of psychics being completely wrong about where to find a body and, and where to find a victim. And I've heard stories of psychics that actually give good clues and hit it off. I've seen I've heard and seen kind of both, but never had any real good personal experience with it um never had any real good believable experience with it my my whole uh, saying i've been saying this for you know 20 something years is that i would say 20 more like 15 years um is that the supernatural world just doesn't exist the supernatural world uh psychics witches all of that shit it's just it just doesn't it just doesn't exist so, so if I were to like have a premonition about you and tell you, oh, Rick, you know, this, this, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. And it ends up happening. Would you change your opinion? Um, or would you say, oh, that's just a coincidence? Um, it, it, would, it would depend how good it is. You know, oh. it would depend how, how good mm-hmm. and how, how well put together it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I've had that happen. I've had that happen to me many times. So. I've, I've, you know, I'm not going to mention, I've had some premonitions about events that will be occurring, but I'm not going to mention it on this podcast. Cause if I were to say them, I would be worried if it did happen that I would, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a little, it's like me. It's like, if you were to predict a train is going to derail in New Mexico, which, which is not what I'm saying. It had nothing to do. I'm just giving you an example. And it actually were to happen then they would think, oh, my gosh, you the one who did it. You're the one that made that train derail. You see what I'm saying? That's why I don't mention it to people unless they're really close to me. But, yeah, I've had some some visions of current events that have actually occurred. And it's fucking scary, man. I've had, you know. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you after the podcast. We have to keep it between us. In fact, I'm going to tell you something, a current event that's going to happen. But you have to keep it between us. And then when it does happen, happen to, you'll to me directly or, or in the world. No, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. It may have something to do with you, actually, because it's it's something that's going to happen. But yeah, you know, we'll talk about it after. Remind me, I'll tell you after the podcast. You have to keep it. You have to keep it quiet though between us. I promise. Yep. All right. So the next one we're going to talk about is chupacabra, and chupacabra is Spanish for goat sucker. Is that correct? Is that, that the translation? Is what it is. Goat sucker. That is what it is. So chupa, chupa means goat, and then cabra means suck, or is the opposite? Chupa means chupa means suck. 
Okay. So chupa, chupa my dick means if you're ever. I, I thought I thought you I thought you I thought you, I thought you would know what chupa means dating all those Cuban strippers in in South Florida. Because I, I know, I know, I know, I know Steve loves some strippers. So you dated Cuban strippers down at Cubano. You never had a Cuban stripper saying, "Papi, te lo voy a chupar." You, you never, you never, you never had one of the Cuban strippers you you date. No, say, I never. Uh... Say she's going to chupar until you pass out. Never. <laughs> that's, oh, that's funny. That's, oh. I thought I thought you would have learned what that word means by now. They they didn't know them Cuban strippers. Yeah. So cabra means goat. That's right. Like my, my cabra needs food. So if I go up to someone and say my cabra needs food, it means that my goat needs food. So chupacabra, um, it started out from from what I'm what, what I'm aware of. It started out in Puerto, Puerto Rico, and a farmer went out. He heard some noises at night. He went out to check on his goats, and his goats were like mutilated, and like the blood was sucked out of them. So then, the uh, newspaper reporter who reported on the incident. He put Chupacabra like as a title or something like that. And then that's where I got the name Chupacabra. And it's some creature that we don't know about, but it's weird about the Chupacabra, Rick, is in Latin areas is where the Chupacabra sightings happen. So they happen in South America, Central America, Mexico, Texas, Florida, anywhere in the United States that has a Latin population, Southern California. You know, that's where the chupacabra seems to get cited for some reason, but nowhere else in the world do is the chupacabra something. So I think that's interesting compared to Sasquatch. Because Sasquatch and Bigfoot are all over the world. You have Yeti, you have you know different names depending on the continent. But with the chupacabra, it's just Latin America. So is it something that's just part of Latin American folklore? Is it something? Where it's some type of creature that just likes the climate and 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 and, and likes likes hanging around, um, you know, the warmer climates of Latin America and the Caribbean, or is it something that's, you know, just something completely made up? And maybe the guy, you know, his goats were attacked by some type of dog or wolves or something. So, what are your thoughts on this? It's something uh, you've heard of chupacabra as a child, or is it something that you've heard about as an adult? Is it something you grew up with? I was already in the States watching uh, watching Telemundo and Univision talk about a chupacabra. Uh, they said it was maybe an animal that had escaped uh, from some kind of a government testing facility. And and it was out there. And who knows? Maybe 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 could have been who who freaking knows. But I think a lot of the deaths and problems with livestock that were attributed to the chupacabra might have been just farmers um, in shock and, and shame, upset because their livestock had died and maybe it was a disease. Maybe they didn't take care of some of them properly. Um, maybe they left their pens uh, or wherever they were keeping their, their chickens because they also ate chickens, uh, keeping them in places where they weren't protected. I think it's got more, more may, may have more to do with that because um I don't know. It's it's a lot of it doesn't make doesn't make a ton of sense, but I mean it's possible. It, it's the story that I hear could have have been a creature that was created in a lab for some sort of experiment. I could see that happening. I could see us um, in some parts of the world having having a, a lab experiments where 
splicing and adding and messing with DNA that would make some kind of uh, a creature that would be carnivorous. Why not? Look, you can you can breed a tiger and a lion and get a liger, which is a huge, huge cat, bigger than bigger than either of those. Okay, it's a liger. Um, there are different things out there in in nature that can mix. You can mix DNA and get a different result. So could it be possible? Probably could have been. Um, has the it was interesting that chupacabra uh, sightings and deaths and stuff were were really going on for a while, and then they they kind of died off, or at least the reports died off because livestock dies all the time. You know, livestock sometimes they get sick, sometimes uh, something happens, something in the water, who knows. And livestock dies in, in mass. Sometimes it's happened to farmers for for different reasons. Uh, sometimes predators get into the pens and and kill some of these livestock. So I'm pretty sure livestock has not stopped dying, but maybe uh, we've stopped attributing it to chupacabra. So could chupacabra be real? I don't know. It's plausible. Maybe. Why not? Could could be. Is it a reality? Yeah. Who knows, man? You know who knows. Livestock has been dying mysteriously since the beginning of time. Since we started to have livestock, livestock has been kind of fucking, our investment has been dying on us here and there for whatever reason. And, um, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a really hard one to, to give a real opinion on. Yeah, and um, it's, it's one of these things where um, it could be, you know, pranks. It could be a lot of different things. So, um you know, this is one that I think, you know, we're going to have to keep an eye on over the next, you know, 10, 20 years. I think it's one we'll have to keep an eye on. Is it, is it just one of these things or is it just like a bunch? You know, if, if it does exist, it's kind of, it's kind of weird, but there's all kinds of creatures that are out there um, and, and we don't really know. So, yeah, the next one we're going to talk about, the last one we're talking about is La Lorona. So this one is one we talked about this one before in a prior podcast, but it got deleted. So it's a lost episode in the La Llorona. I don't know, Rick, if you want to tell the story really quick or you want me to tell it. So apparently the story of La Llorona goes something along the lines of a lady who was in love with some with some guy, but she already had children from a previous uh, relationship. And in order in the guy, in order for her to go make a new life with the guy, she needed to get rid of her children. So she apparently went and drowned them. And then she went and uh, tried to have a, a relationship with the new guy. But I think he left her at the altar. And then she had neither her children nor the guy or something like that. I think that's kind of sort of how the story goes. I should be fucking ashamed of myself. La Llorona is Colombian and I am from Colombia. And I don't know the whole story accurately. Yeah. The story was, though, she threw the kids in and she went, she she felt bad. So she ran, she jumped in the water after them and she drowned along with the kids. You think you missed that part? No, apparently, apparently the story is she, she went to the guy, the guy said, the guy said no. And then she went back to the river where she dropped her kids, uh, trying to find them, you know, crying and wailing, asking, asking God to bring them back. Obviously, the kids weren't going to come back. So then she drowned herself. But apparently... I think La Llorona is in a wedding dress, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, the way the story goes, I'm about to research it now. La Llorona is supposed to show up 
as as a uh, as a very uh, scary looking corpse of a of a woman in a wedding dress. I think I think the story it's like a white white dress. Yeah, it's like a white dress. The so, guy left her at the yeah. altar. Yeah, yeah. So there's been like different stories, but it all boils down to a woman basically who um, you know she she kills the kids. Um, and she gets rejected by the sky. So I think the whole moral of it is to be like grateful for your family. And basically it's, it's told to, um, children, like, you know, you're in a situation. I never heard it. I never heard it until a couple of years ago. I was watching a paranormal show, but I think it's told to a lot of Latin children to kind of make them scared to go near water at night to kind of prevent them from drowning, to kind of prevent them from staying out late. And, and you know, maybe I, that's my theory behind it. But I think, you know, this is definitely like some type of folklore. But there is a basis behind it of a some type of like a haunting that's near water. Like if if someone had drowned in a lake and they're haunting the lake, it's something where, you know, the ghost would be haunting the lake type of thing. So there is some basis behind it, but the, you know, the kind of basis specifically about the Ladrona is, I think, has more to do with like a, a Latin folklore. So what do, what do you think about this? All right. So, so growing up uh, in Colombia and listening to stories from my grandmother, I got a, a different origin story than because I just looked it up. I found on Wikipedia some origin stories. And apparently La Llorona is not exclusive to Colombia. Uh, Venezuela has a version of it and stuff. So there's different versions. Um, one of them is that uh, a beautiful woman named Maria is married to a rich ranchero conquistador. This is like colonial times to whom she bears two children. One day, Maria sees her husband with another woman in a fit of blind rage. She drowns the children in the river, which she immediately regrets. Unable to save them and consumed by guilt, she drowns herself, but as well as unable to enter the afterlife, forced to live in purgatory and roam the earth until she finds her children. In another version of the story, uh, her children are illegitimate and she drowns them so that their father cannot take them away to be raised by his new wife. Uh, there is, uh, um, there's, some, some, there's some evidence that the story of La Llorona is from pre-Hispanic origins before the Spaniards uh, came to the new land. And, um, but La Llorona is mostly associated with a colonial era. Um, and it's, it's always uh, some kind of dynamic between Spanish conquistadors and indigenous women. Uh, the most uh, common one uh, seems to be that she was being an indigenous woman who murdered her own uh, children uh, which she bought from a, a wealthy Spaniard after he abandoned her. So the wealthy Spaniard had two children with this woman. With this woman, she he abandoned her, and she uh, went and drowned them. So, but there's always La Llorona is a villain. You know, she's always got the villainous quality of committing infanticide. You know, murdering one's own blood. Um, so that's kind of always the the narrative of of La Llorona. And there's different versions of why why she did it. Uh, you know, uh, the story of La Llorona, women murdering their own children, uh, then committing suicide, or sometimes never committing suicide at all. It's something that's kind of been done over and over again. In the US, there was that woman who claimed a, a black guy carjacked her, took her two children, and then drove the car into a lake. And the two kids 
uh, were found drowned in, in a lake. And then it, it all came out that it was it was her that did it. Apparently, she she threw her kids in a lake. And it seems it had something to do with, you know, trying to spite the father and or um, trying to either spite the father and or uh, her trying to uh, get a refresh on her life and start her name, over again without her name was Susan Smith. Susan yeah. Smith from South there, Carolina. There was, an, there was another young lady, young girl who uh, who had a, a daughter and apparently, um, you know, carrying her daughter around everywhere and having a care for her daughter was, was just a little too much hassle. So she killed the baby. I try to pretend like it was some kind of natural death or some disappearance or something. I can't remember off the top of my head. And then she went to start a living life. Once the daughter was gone and she didn't have to worry about a babysitter or where the baby was or what she ate. She was out partying, hanging out, um, tattooed uh, the, the beautiful life or something on, on her back or somewhere. And she was just living it up. So um, so apparently the, this infanticide of killing your own children in order to, to start a new life, starting over, spite the father, spite the family, something like that. It's been it's a it's a recurring theme in in society. Uh, men, too, you know, men, too, will, will kill their children and watch. So, I mean, it's just. It's a recurring theme. I think it might have been like Yorona was a good a warning tale for any women who thought that giving into societal pressure or giving into any kind of pressure to, to hurt or abandon their children would only end up in regret, would only end up in, you know, wandering the earth looking for them, you know, giving your children up in order to be to be free again, you know, uh, hurting your children to spite the father, you know, uh, abandoning your children or, or killing your children in order to start over with a new man. Uh, those are all kind of, uh, those have always been themes of La Llorona and it always ends up bad. It ends up with, with eternal punishment. I think it's kind of where, where that shit comes from. Yeah, and is this, is this class- is a classic situation, is La Llorona real? And the answer is yes, La Llorona is real. There's been, like Rick said, there's real life situations where mothers have killed their kids. There's been men who've killed their kids. Um, and this is definitely like this woman, Susan Smith, had mental issues. She was in she love was with She was on TV man. crying. She, she's a good example of La Llorona. She drowned her old children exactly. and she was crying about it on TV. Yeah. So it is. And everybody, it is heard, her cry. everybody heard her cry. Yep. But she, you know, um, she wanted, I guess the story is, I, I read it really quick just now, correct me if I'm wrong, but she was in love with a guy, a wealthy man in town, and he didn't want kids. So in her, you know, situ- in her mind, she thought, well, let me just solve the issue by drowning my kids. This way he, he'll love me, you know, but um, just, that's what she did. She basically destroyed her family so that she could go with this guy who didn't want kids and her mind that would, that would work. And um, yeah. So she admitted like a week or two later that it was not um, an African-American who hard, of course, you know, she wants to blame you know, African-American. It has to be an African-American. It can't be a white guy that stole her car. It has to be African-American, you know, because the South has a history of lynching, you know, black people. So she wanted to blame, blame it on a black guy. And luckily People were skeptical of it, but if this had happened 100 years ago, it would have been a different situation. They probably would have went and, and killed every black dude in the town, you know. So they would have, this stuff they would have found, they'd have found some guys, some guys, and lynched them. Yeah, they would have found some dude. And yeah, lynched exactly. Them over it. 
but I mean, this has been happening for forever, and that's just the the proof. Even since colonial times, you know, people have been killing their own uh, offspring, and um, yeah, you, you know, it's it's really sad that that humans are like this. I don't know her medical situ, I don't know her mental situation or or whatever. I didn't I didn't read it, but it's a disgusting story. So yeah, this is this is real. Ladrona is is definitely a real thing, and I don't know now if she's in prison right now, screaming and crying every day. Uh, over what she did you know so it's just it's just beyond beyond horrible uh the way the way it is so she's probably doing doing that what la lorona is doing seeking you know uh, for the rest of her life um dreaming about her kids and, and wandering looking for them and that's what she will do in her eternity if you if you uh if you believe in that sort of thing so yeah guys a really fun episode come on the forums let us know what you think um when this gets um you know check out the the the, the link to the uh, podcast and come on the forums and and talk about it this is good fun lighthearted stuff um that we're we're talking about and a lot of these stories kind of connect to to real life uh things you know that out there so you know it's it's kind of cool stuff i like i like this this shit you know this shit's kind of interesting um i'm more of a non-fiction real science person but i like you know, this shit too, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's okay to, to like weird things and, and have fun with it. So it's good, good fun. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys. I just next looked one. it up. And Susan, yep. and I just looked, I just looked it up. It happened in 1994 and Susan Smith was sentenced to life in prison. Yep. She admitted it. She admitted it. So yeah. All right, guys. Yep. We'll talk to you guys next one. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.